tugs, 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 tugs. I can't wait to have that. No, that's not a thing. Oh, there's more. I thought that was it. I thought that was the whole water. Okay, your level is Me? That doesn't sound right. No, no. Welcome to the Financial Independence Garage, where we give you the tools to repair your finances <laughs> and open the roadmap to financial independence. R repair? No, but it, I, did, I didn't have it open. Oh, that was actually oh nice. wow. Voice. Wow. One year in, he can <laughs> read out the starting. We got 22 episodes it took us to get good. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is, this is the last episode of 2019. Right. So yes. we're gonna. I was not on the last or the second to last episode. You were not. I, I just got some feedback <laughs> from that episode. Did you? Yeah, I was told that uh, our listener felt you should have only been charged two thirds the price. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair. That's yeah. Uh, tonight we'll do a little bit of a wrap up of the big wins we had in 2019 on our journeys to FI and what we're planning for next year. Well, and being back on the beers, we got beers again. Yes. Yes. Yeah, what was with that? It's been a hard month. It's, yeah, we've been struggling. All right, just because you were lying on your back all drugged <laughs> up on painkillers. Yeah. Take a deep breath, sailor. It's difficult to fathom, but such monstrous hop bitterness can be foiled. By ample malt buoyancy, this hop monster dwells in the deep. Its tendrils raised to hoppy nirvana. That sounds like uh, Driftwood's fat tug. This is the legendary fat tug driftwood fat tug who doesn't love a fat tug uh, it's so good and i have the official driftwood brewery glass driftwood is a lovely brewery here did you Victoria. win that this was a curling win <laughs> i yes, know yeah, i exactly. have one <laughs> uh, so we we do all i'm spilling my fat tug talk amongst yourselves uh it's kind of more entertaining to watch <laughs> yeah watch you spill your beer everywhere how can you waste fat tug i'm gonna that's so, alcohol abuse it's on the garage floor i'll clean it up save it uh, so cheers. Cheers to everybody who recommended this one. Yes. Yeah. There were a few shout outs and we remember the expat mentioned it in that interview that we did. That's his beer of choice when he's back visiting British Columbia. Yeah. We've had a few requests for uh fat tug. And so, so, so here we are. got to around to it. We saved it for the last show of 2019. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fat tug. It's a beauty. Except will this be released in 2020? I haven't decided yet. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> it depends how industrious I am. <laughs> yeah. How, how efficient at yeah. editing you are. <laughs> well, no, it's not how efficient at editing I am. It's how good we are on the microphone. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Put it back on us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's the Money Mechanic with you this evening. And I am the accountant. And the economist is back. He's back. Full price episode. Full price episode. Full price. <laughs> yeah. So this week's useful tool, and just a reminder to our listeners, we are not paid by any of these useful tools. We're just trying to give you something that might help you out. Totally. We do have some affiliate links within our website. So if you're feeling generous and you'd like to support our show, check that out for your cell phone plans or banking, etc. So yeah. tonight's useful tool is alternative transportation. Alternative transportation, the options available to That's us. That's right. There's so many of them these days. I, I just took it, our newest uh, taxi provider in Victoria. In? To here, yeah. <laughs> the vehicle. No, we were all interested. In. Yeah, the Tesla. Yeah, yeah it was the Model Three, though. I got the shaft. Uh, <laughs> right, because they have all three models. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The all Tesla taxi company. Yeah, which is interesting. Charging regular taxi rates. Yeah, they're here and they're in Kelowna. Kelowna. So interesting business model. I mean, I guess it's it's is it kind of more like 
you know, a lot of places, bigger cities have like town car service. Is it? Yeah, it's it's kind of closer to, to a limousine than a taxi. But yeah. I mean, if you're getting a ride to the ferry or the airport here in Victoria, which is a 35 minute ride, right? Ride an electric vehicle, same rate as the same rate. What I liked about it too is they have the six seater models. So right. if you've got a larger group of people, you can request that, and they show up, and all of you can fit in one vehicle. And they have a usable app. A usable app is a big factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what's the other uh, ride service that's now just started up in? Uh, was it Whistler and Tofino? Yeah, uh, yeah. I forget. What, what do they called. call it? What uh, ride sharing? Yeah, ride sharing. Yeah. yeah. Is it just called ride sharing? Well, no, but. Ride sharing overall. It's I mean, com- we've coming all, on we in BC. Know, we we're, all know Uber's been around for a while. We're behind the times yeah, out here I mean, in the West. Way behind the yeah. times. It's old but news. Uh, our options are improving. They're also talking about uh, e-scooter rentals in coming to Victoria. And these are like the stand-on two-wheel scooters. Because I think they do that in San Francisco. Yeah, I've heard oh, yeah. people rip around the city all the time on those. Well, why not, right? I mean, is it safer than a bicycle? I don't know. Are you allowed to ride these on the sidewalk? I mean, there's other issues, but yeah. it's interesting that all these types of services, I thought there was also like in Victoria, like actual ride-on scooters that you could, you know, like moto for alternative transportation for your car. Oh, okay. Yeah, They had like that kind of vehicle where you can just jump on and use it around town and then park it again. Interesting. So it, I think for those of us that live in developed or city areas there's all these alternative transportation options available to us now that really make you question why you own a car absolutely i haven't yeah so how's that been for the last year and i've used the uh car share a little bit don't love it but uh with current taxi and with ride hail or ride sharing i think yeah it'll make life easier have you tracked your cost of uh like wheel transportation it's low yeah, like way lower than car ownership. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're looking at it in BC, a minimum of basically a grand a year for car insurance. Absolutely. Right. So you're yeah. 100 bucks a month in yeah. before you even get in the car. So I don't spend 100 bucks a month. Yeah. On, yeah. On taxis and bus tickets and cereal for fueling my bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it's also interesting to note I, uh, Car2Go just pulled out of North America. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, so there's one saw that one the less today. option for the car share, but there are other options out there. And I, yeah. I think we'll only... That is okay. a hop bomb. It, it's like we you haven't had a had tug one. in a while? <laughs> I, did we not drink them last week at the curling club? <laughs> did we? I did. Did you not? Don't you every week? No, they don't have fat tug at the curling club. Really? Are you delusional? Oh, no, no, no. I was drinking Juicy Data. <sighs> They don't have Fat Tug at the curling club. What's wrong with this guy? (laughs) Okay. The story of Fat Tug is that one of them tastes great. Two of them makes you feel great. Any more than that. And it's a dangerous, dangerous night. I've had a lot of rough Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's that's, Fat Tug is to be uh, enjoyed responsibly. Absolutely. As as all beers are. All right. Well, lots of uh, alternative transportation options these days that uh, might compel us to not own vehicles anymore. And I just noticed there was a Facebook post from our good friend, Chris Istas, that he's trying to get down to one vehicle, even though he has an electric vehicle. Right. He wants to go down to one vehicle. And how do you find one that's suitable for everything? And one of the discussions was maybe keep your EV for certain things and then use some sort of uh, ride share or uh, temporary vehicle to go on a longer trip. Sure. Yeah. Do you know um, what I, I'm going to cut you off. I see that. Um, speaking of longer trips, Petro Canada's got the fast charging network being built as we speak Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah that's going to help out too i would also love to see the government come in well because insurance is government in bc and come out with an insurance plan where i can have one insurance 
plan for both my vehicles because oh. I never need both at the same time. Dream on. I'm aware, <laughs> but come on. Yeah. Like, would that not be better? You could use your EV in town. And then if you're going on a longer road trip and you need your SUV, you're going up the mountain, something like that. Yeah. And then you could just swap the plates over. Makes far too much sense. It makes yeah. way too much sense. How you much money would people save? You Well, you wouldn't want to charge by use either. I mean, oh, that, God, no. Heaven forbid. Yeah. You could have insurance that swap between vehicles. It would just cost twice as much. Because you'd be paying both insurance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So 2019, how was it? It's a good year. Yeah. I, I think mean, we should probably preface that this episode is about looking back over the year and appreciating how far you've come. Yeah. Didn't I say that? No. No, we didn't talk about our topic. I thought I did. No, you dropped the ball <laughs> altogether. Well, I'm glad you picked up that one. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Go ahead. Finish it off then. Well, I think a lot of people tend to focus on how much further they have to go and don't often take the time to look back and appreciate how far they've come. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit before we turned on the mics here that it's interesting to reflect on those incremental gains. Yeah. And, and to have a look back of the last year, because it's easy for us just to, you know, check the investment accounts and go, oh, it, it is what it is. But then when you go, oh, that's quite a difference from last year. And I've just had the automatic withdrawals and not touch it and let that compounding do its work. Yeah. yeah. Biggest FI win, FI win of the year. Do you have one? Uh, I've got a, I mean, if I actually look back, I've got a lot of wins. My biggest passive income win is that my crappy tenants at one of my houses left and new tenants moved in and I got to increase rent. You mentioned you got rid of a car loan too. Uh, yeah. Paid off a car. Yeah. You're right. Paid off a car loan. That's Forgot huge. all about that. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, those are both added together are change your bottom line. It's funny how quickly you can just forget about it. Like I think oh, yeah. I paid it off in February of 2019 and I forget that I ever had it, but like that was 500 bucks bi-weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's a big gain. Absolutely. In not having to pay that anymore. Mm -hmm. Right on. Well, I think for me, again, it's, it's hard to pinpoint something in particular because on this journey to FI, we make a lot of the smaller adjustments, little optimizations yeah. along the way that like we said, add up to bigger gains when you look back over the course of the year. One of the ones that I thought was, I don't know if it's a big win, but it's a big step for me, was I actually used some home equity to leverage as an investment. Right. So I'm not going to call it the Smith maneuver because it's not technically the Smith maneuver. Okay. But with some mortgage pay down, I was able to take that money out and I've put it in a, a private real estate investment trust. So I won't go into too many details about that, but it was kind of a big thing for me because I'm pretty debt adverse. Right. But I ran the numbers on it. And this is the interesting part because I know, you know, our listeners probably want to know the numbers more than anything. You're cu crushing the spread, right? Well, that's the idea. Yeah. Right. But I, this was the thing. And I, I ran this past the accountant here. It's nice to have an in-house accountant. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't wait till I get the year end bill. It'll be a lot more than the fat tugs on the table. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> so, well, basically what I did was when I ran the numbers, calculated how much it was going to cost me to borrow this money. Right. And of course we can't, I can't know what the investment return is going to be, but they've got it in their prospectus that I'll be paid 3% return of capital, which is uh, tax advantageous. And it doesn't sound like a lot when it comes to a REIT and, and I agree with that, 
But this is a growth play. It's a growth play. It's a long term. Yeah, it's not right. a cash flow play. Yeah. So I finally managed to click through here to open the spreadsheet. <laughs> Took them a you while. Heard you heard me. Did. It was a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> not always that prepared. Yeah. But basically, what happens is. I did the difference because there was mortgage pay down before I borrowed. So, right. So what I've done is the mortgage rate that I would have had. Yeah. And then the interest on the money was going to be the spread there was uh, 1.1%. Right. So you're paying 1.1% higher. More than the mortgage. Right. Right. Now I'm going to get a tax credit from that borrowed money. I don't know what this year's tax is going to be, but it's somewhere between 20 and 30%. Yeah. So that's going to work out to 300 odd dollars. And then I've got the 3% guaranteed return on investment. And so what I basically, my math worked out to is going to cost me $1,100 for the interest on the loan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get close to a thousand back plus the savings from the mortgage down payment. Um, so without the growth of investment, my net return technically is 800 bucks. Right. So I'm in the positive. You're in the positive right away. Right away. Plus you've given yourself the opportunity to see growth. To see growth. Yeah. And it's it's illiquid, but there I can get out of it today at the same value. Who knows what'll happen? Right. Right. But yeah. It was kind of a big step, big win for me in twenty nineteen because it's you know It was a psychological hurdle. It totally was right. a psychological hurdle. Yeah. Absolutely, right? And like convincing myself and convincing my wife that, hey, it's okay to use this money wisely. Right. And a lot of that came from reading the new book that Robinson Smith just put out, Master Your Mortgage. And the principles really apply in there is that I've converted that 25000 of mortgage debt, which was non-deductible. Yeah. I paid down that mortgage. I re-borrowed it. And now I'm able to. Right. To write off the interest. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, you're right. It was 100% psychological. Yeah. And, and so. Well, yeah. that's what a lot of a lot of the personal finance is, right? It totally well, is. Yeah. Yeah. OPMs, right? Use other people's money. That's right. Right. That's, that's what, what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. And I think I can also attribute a lot of the wins this year to a lot of the books that we've been reading. We've, we have a best of 2019 uh, <sighs> library on the table here or what? No, these are just ones that I haven't lent out that I oh, read okay. this year. So I was trying to, I'm not a spreadsheet guy, but I should have made like a books I've read spreadsheet. Yeah. For reference. Yeah. Because quite often we had a friend that was at the bookstore the other day, sent us a, a, a text message to all three of us going, quick, I need a, I need an FI book for my, uh, for my girlfriend for Christmas. Yeah. And we both, we both kind of all agreed on if it's a starter book, it should be your money or your life. Yeah. That was the general agreement. The general yeah. consensus. Is, Absolutely. But I mean, Simple Path to Wealth came up, which is yeah. a great one as well. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. I still have to read that one. That's on the, uh, that's, the shelf. Yeah. It's a good read. Yeah. I don't know. Did you? Can you think of a book that you liked the most or was the most meaningful this year? I think for me, it was the fact that I read like seven investing books. Yeah. And the conclusion of all of them was you're not going to beat the market, just invest in index funds. Right. And what is that? I, I'm not a big Tony Robbins fan, but he says, if one guru says something, take it with a grain of salt. But if all of the gurus are saying it, it probably has some backing. I like that. Did you read his book this year? He's got he's got Unshakable and there was something he's got another one I can't remember about about personal finance and investing. I did read Unshakable and it is it's got a shorter one. It's exactly the same as A Random Walk Down Wall Street, which is exactly like there's a whole bunch of those books that all come out to the exact same conclusion. You, you know, it's interesting. I read a, a Money Master the Game. That's the long one. That's the long one. I didn't read that. Yeah, I read Unshakable's a short one. I read um The Most Important Thing 
earlier this year, yeah. like very early in the year. It is a, a value investing, value stock picking book. Oh, yeah. And I had the same takeaway from that as the account had from every other book. If you're not willing to devote a full-time job to this thing of picking stocks, yeah, it's a fool's errand. Yeah. Right? I think we can agree with that. I mean, we talked a bit about our dividend stocks in the last episode and but we, we use standard metrics and we understand that it's picking. It's not. And that it's yeah. something that we enjoy doing and it's play money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I I read a lot this year. And you know, just, I'm gonna what, what? I'm I'm into interrupting I, today. Is it but, because you haven't been on an episode? Yeah, he's, he's got to get I, some I, words in. It, absolutely. But. I think it's because he hasn't been able to talk for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been hard. Yeah, it's yeah, been hard. Stuff. Um, to have you know, you're using your play money to invest where you might win, you might lose, but chances are you won't lose it all. Right. That's a lot better than buying a lottery ticket or buying a mountain bike that you never use. Uh, why, whoa, 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 whoa. no i was looking, i use my mountain bike all the time i was looking at the mechanic for that one. Oh, okay <laughs> hey my mountain bike's on one of those pedal things it, that you can ride on in the house have you used it yes okay not regularly <laughs> <laughs> okay well fine but, if we're picking on each other what was your what was your stupid money move of 2019 oh that's a great question right yeah oh. I, this is unscripted because i yeah but what, we must have had a stupid money move we must have uh, the vacation I took two weeks ago. <laughs> oh, oh, I just thought of my biggest win. What? Selling the car. That oh, it finally comes out. Oh. Finally comes out. Finally sold the car guess, that's been sitting in the garage. I guess the post is not happening. It's not happening. Not happening. <laughs> well, we've all been delinquent about writing. Writing's tough. <laughs> you crashed the website and it just killed my ambition. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. We got a lot of other projects on the go. Didn't we get hacked? Yeah, I think so. And I, I lost all my drafts and I haven't written yeah. since. No, well, yeah, anyway, it's sorted out. Our website is 100% secure for those folks that like to go on and comment. We got the S, didn't we? Yeah, we got the S now. H-T-T-T-P-S. Do you want me to tell the car story or not? Yeah, or go just ahead. tell you it was the win. No, you tell the car story. We'll try and think of our stupid money move. How about that? So, 10 years ago, well, also interesting that you brought up before the show, the account, that this is the end of a decade. Yes. So there's been some pretty substantial life changes for all of us in the last decade. And one of the ones for me was we had moved back to Canada in 2009 after our stint abroad. And uh, you can hear a bit more about my backstory on the other podcast that I is, guessed on. Is for, he aware that 2009 was not the last <laughs> decade or where are you going with this? <laughs> Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> As I was saying, you can hear a little bit more about my backstory on Explore FI Canada for the Money Mechanic. And 2009 was when we moved back. So, yes, you're right. 2010. Well, we moved back in November 2009. So, it was 2010 before we did anything. Okay. Like, I guess I'll... I lived at my mom's house for a month as a 35-year-old. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Did she make you food every day? Because that sounds great. <laughs> she is a great cook. Yeah. yeah. Anyway... So my stupid money move back then was I had cash in the bank. I'd been working really hard to save money. So I decided I love cars. Don't get me wrong. So I decided that I should have a car that I always wanted because I basically had Volkswagens or old beaters that were never worth more than $2,000 on my life to that point. Sure. And I wasn't on my FI journey. So I kind of attributed something shiny to success. So I bought myself a used, I mean, it wasn't a total stupid money move, but it was a used BMW and I would have bought the car even if it didn't say BMW. So I know there's a lot of haters out there. <laughs> it was 
specifically because it had a V8 engine. It was rear wheel drive. It was a six speed. It was a You were looking to spend high. some money on gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was actually surprisingly good on gas, but that's not the point. It was no. a car that I'd researched a lot. It was specific. I bought it specifically for what it was. It wasn't just a random purchase. It was used. It was 15 grand. So it wasn't really a lot of money. I had that car for 10 years and I sold it this year, which was a big thing for me. And like you said, it was psychological because it ended up, it wasn't my daily driver. It was at the beginning, but it ended up being parked in our way in the FI garage all the time. And I, it was one of those things where it was paid off completely because I bought it with cash. Right. I loved it. It brought enjoyable experiences I was going to ask, it was worth it for more than half the decade, right? Yeah. Yeah, But eventually. It became one of those things that you look at and you regret having because you don't get to go out and enjoy it so much. Right. So it was the psychological hurdle of actually selling it and getting rid of it. So that left, and I can totally relate now to that happiness that you get when you don't have the burden of having to think about a depreciating asset. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All the joy that it brought me was great. No regrets. But interesting now to have gotten rid of it. Yeah. So take your shot. How do you do? I know you want to take my... Uh, it, depreciation was as expected, really. It was like a... Well, so, a you didn't less... make money? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. Do you ever... Well, you can make money in cars. I but... always make money in cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you get them for free. <laughs> yeah. And find... then sell them. <laughs> exactly. You find $20 worth of change under the seat in a $50 truck. Right? <laughs> Cheers to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's no. my biggest win in 2019, actually. Yeah, yes. no, it, it's great, right? And how do you feel with all that extra space? Oh, well, the space is fantastic, which is... We don't have to worry anymore when we're playing gun darts in the garage. And, (laughs) well, also is that money. Like, because I, after getting on hardcore on this path to FI, every time I looked at that car, I saw opportunity cost. Right. 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 Well, that's just a change of mindset, right? Exactly. So, I was like, that's, you know, when I sold it, it was around 65, 7 grand. So, I I just kept looking at it going, that's $7,000 that's not working for me. Yeah, it's it, doing nothing. It's doing nothing it's for depreciating me. in and my if garage. Like, if I want a thrill of driving out to Souk and enjoying a car, I'll go rent a Tesla. Right. Or yeah. do something different, right? Yeah. Like get that money put to work. Yeah. So, and that was a real mind, mindset shift. And that's part of what this FI journey has helped me with the most, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Fair. Cheers. Cheers. So, Mr. Economist, what was your uh, biggest win of the decade <sighs> or year or time period? Or, or decade? Yeah. Uh, time well, period. It's pretty loose now. <laughs> I think my biggest year was was uh, kicking the car completely. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And really not much of a change in my lifestyle. So. What do you think that saved you? Like five grand over the year? Six? Gas is expensive. Gas is. is not cheap. Yeah. Probably, I'm probably underestimating. Because you would have been. No, a, I think you're probably right around five. Yeah, around five? For gas? Well, no, gas no, and insurance whole, and maintenance. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> that's too much. Well, I, it all depends on how much you drive. I had a little Twitter conversation with Mark Seed in, in Ottawa about this, and we we're working out our annual car costs. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I came out to, I'm just off the top of my head looking at 2,500 bucks. So even if I save two grand? Yeah. Oh, totally. Right? Still. Yeah. Yeah. Did you put it to work? Uh, I'm sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> Vague Said answer. with a lot of confidence. <laughs> did you think of your stupid money move? It's amazing what we bury, eh? I know, right? Yeah. Your brain just is like, let's get rid of that dumb thing that happened. Yeah. Because I'm sure, I mean, I'm. It, it's got to be buying something that was not researched enough or. 
Well, this is a good time for our listeners right. to reflect on <laughs> yeah. their wins and their stupid money. I, I, yeah. I, I really want to know what it is now. You so, know? would you say that by doing reading the books, learning what we have learned about the journey to FI, improving our own life situations, all of those things contribute to these stupid money moves that we're all inevitably make being smaller. Yes. Right? Less yeah. of a big impact on us, right? We obviously, we're all struggling to find someone. We, right. we know, like, we spent way too many hours at the curling club on an early draw one night and burned a whole bunch of money on beer, right? Sure. That's a stupid money move. But I, I think the maybe my biggest win is that my stupid money moves are now conscious. Right. I chose to make that decision. I know it's a stupid <laughs> money move, and I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Did I tell you about him getting his car towed? Oh, uh. <laughs> he he told us about him getting his car towed. I'm, I'm going with that's the stupid money. Yeah, month. right. Anyway, yeah, going, that was last week. We won't go into details on that one. I was being it, responsible. It was a responsible decision. It I was. had had a couple beverages. I left my car overnight, you and when didn't... my wife drove me back to pick it up in the morning, <laughs> it was gone. <laughs> Needless to say, I was kicked out of said car and stuck on the side of the road with no vehicle. And I got the early morning wake-up call <laughs> to help me go find it. So, who to who's the tow company for the city of Victoria? Always Towing. Shout out to Always Towing. Yeah. <laughs> Jackass. You did a great job towing. <laughs> My car was not there anymore. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, onwards and upwards, do you have any big goals for 2020 that uh, you need to improve your lifestyle, your psychology, your finances, your happiness. That's really what it boils down to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Switching for to a sustainable portfolio. Oh. That's my number one you're goal in transition, for 2020. Okay. I'm in research. Okay. Research. Well, that'll be Perfect. interesting. The transition will be quick. Yeah, I guess, right? Right. Yeah. Once the decision is made. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll look forward to your research on that because as I mentioned before on the show, I'm dabbling with a couple of the SRI funds just to just to keep me in tune with them. Right. Yeah. And, and right. see. But I haven't made the wholesale move. Yeah. So interesting. Although you do practice your in impact investing. <laughs> as like, it were. I, bought, I like trees. You bought trees. Didn't you buy Co-Power Green Bonds too? I have Co-Power Green Bonds too. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Ryan off uh, Explore FI Canada wants me to do a show on all these tiny little fractional investments I have hiding all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably right. I should. You are the king of fractional weird investments <laughs> hiding everywhere. It's so interesting. And there's always something new that comes out. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's super interesting. I want to find out about Like I told you about the startup that I invested in in the States. Like you Canadians can invest in. You did? Yeah. You well, can do angel investing. No, what was the startup? You did tell us. I forget. Though. I think it was an alternative investing episode. It was an early episode. Yeah, yeah. it was um, It was very similar to what Airbnb is, but it was for rentals. Like, not short-term vacation rentals. Like, somebody's looking for a roommate for six months oh, or okay. whatever. Right, I remember this. How's yeah. that going? I haven't heard anything, so I presume <laughs> not well. <laughs> Probably not well. But again, some of these things, I should actually should look that up and see what's happening. It's called yeah. roomy. Okay. Right. Yeah. Rumi. Yeah. But you know what? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I have a lot of interest in learning about these new opportunities and things like that. Yeah. So I think 2020 is going to be good for all of us in that sense because there's just so much more to explore. Right. Yeah. And there's stuff coming online all the Every time. Every day. Different yeah. investment opportunities in real estate and things like that. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's one of the beauties now, too, of there's so many investment opportunities that 
you don't have to be 50% of my assets are sitting in stocks and bonds and 50% are sitting in my house. And if those two things happen to both go down at this, like there's hundreds of different investment vehicles out there these days. Yeah. Like the internet has really democratized investing. Totally. There's so many unique opportunities that only used to be available to very wealthy people that are right. now available to everyone. That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be an accredited investor anymore. Well, you still do for a lot of things. For a lot of yeah. things, but yeah. I mean, this private REIT that I got into there, you didn't need to be accredited, which was really surprising. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's going to yeah. be interesting. So my big goal for 2020 is get my will and beneficiaries all in order so that all these different little investments are going to go to the right person and that I have an actual will because I've never bothered to do one. I don't have any children. And it's one of those things, it's hard, I think, for a lot of people to think about the end, as it were. So, after you make that call to Dustin on the 10th of January, then what are you going to do for the rest of the year? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to try one of the online do-it-yourself services. Oh, really? Yeah. You won't get invited to the Christmas party that way. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah you should probably think about that. <laughs> I didn't get invited to the Christmas party and I did my mortgage to them. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, that's not looking good for you. Yeah. Maybe they haven't had it yet. <laughs> Still I, I can confirm they have had it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of that business relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's over, eh? Any lawyers listen to the show want to give me a shout <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, future need, real estate uh... investing? <laughs> How about you, Mr. Count? Uh, my big project for 2020 is the uh, garden suite that I'm building right. in my backyard. Right. I just got my development permit about three weeks ago. I should have my building permit in the next few weeks. I'm sure that nobody at City Hall is doing any work, so I'm sure I won't have it until like halfway through January, because heaven forbid we work. But uh, yeah, once I get that, it's just going to be all systems go on construction. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Can I come over and apprentice? Uh, you're going to have to talk to my builder about that one. Perfect. I've been watching the garden suite go up across the road from my house here very slowly. Yes, very slowly. I, be, I should have been working over there, like get yeah. up. Wander across the street. What were you pound thinking? a few nails for a couple hours, come home. Right. It fits right into my part-time schedule for 2020. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Economist? I, well, I already told you. Remember the whole ESG investing oh, we yeah, just talked about? Right. He's okay. really but behind I do, the ball. I, I do have another. He's Well, he's it's the fat he's tug. mostly through his fat tugs, that so it's not really point. a surprise. Well, but, I've been doing more talking than listening, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. I do have another one though, and I think uh, it applies to all of us. And we're gonna try and be uh, lower our pansy quotient, <laughs> be a little more adventurous in our investing, and and ooh, does that mean riskier? Yeah, oh. aren't we? <laughs> aren't we? He said for the question. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, gotta... I I suppose like I'm deaf. I think I've got a lot of risk already though. Yeah, you do. So That's I don't true. know. I mean, you're looking at the guy who's 98% in real estate and telling him to stick on more risk. Like, what, should I just concentrate more in one area? Oh, yeah, I guess I need to be less of a pansy. <laughs> right on. Yeah, well, it's going to be another good year. The markets were good to everybody that had been socking away in their index funds this year. That's about everything's up yeah. across the board, 10 or 10 to 12%, yeah. I think. I think, and I think for everybody, the only listening, thing that are are down in our portfolios are the stocks we picked, right? That is correct. <laughs> Pretty true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll have to do that wrap up. I did that stock picking contest online there. So yeah, I yeah. know you guys crushed me. 
Yes. Yeah, it'll be coming out in January, early January. I, yeah. This, the caveat to that, though, is I didn't start till the end of January. I missed that bull run right at the beginning of last yeah. January. So, yeah. yeah, that's beside the point. We should also, all of our listeners, take some time, look back, and see how far you've come. Yeah. Because I guarantee you, you've made progress, even if it doesn't feel like it. Well, and the cool part, too, on this journey to FI is most of us, most people that get on it, start by tracking their spending. Yep. And so you probably have a record, whether it's your own spreadsheet or whether you use Wealthica like I do, or if you use Mint or whatever form of investment and net worth tracking you're doing, you can really keep yourself motivated by going, oh, that's, we've come a long way in the last two years or six months or whatever it is that your path is on. Yeah. And don't judge yourself by anybody else. Yeah. You know, don't listen to the noise out there. Just stay the path and be consistent. But what about the Joneses? Where are they? <laughs> they don't live in my neighborhood. No, anymore. they're not on our street, are they? <laughs> no. <laughs> Haven't seen them in a while. <laughs> right. Well, that's it. End of a end of a decade. End of a year. Oh, before we go. Yeah. FI Garage, where are we going in 2020? Yeah, good question. We've got some interviews lined up. Yeah, we're going to have more interviews in 2020. Yeah, we want to the people that we've already discussed interviews with, we've got to nail them down to some times. So When was our first recording? Well, we started in 2018, but we didn't release until because the, the first recordings so, were unlistenable. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're going to be put in the archive. Yeah. So it was probably a year ago today. You know what we should do is start a Patreon account, right? And then the people that actually pay us five bucks for a month can get all those <laughs> episodes, <laughs> the, the bonus. And a couple of the overtime episodes. Yeah, there's some pretty fun overtime episodes <laughs> where we get into the third and fourth fat bug and <laughs> the accountant stays at my house. <laughs> Things go a little downhill, but they're entertaining. <laughs> so a few more interviews and thank you to all our listeners for the feedback that we've been getting. Yeah, it's great. There's been some great show ideas. So we're going to throw those all into the big machine and, and spit out some High quality content. Dude. Yeah, we've had. Are we going to write more? I think eventually. Maybe. We might write again. <laughs> we might write again. That's yeah. fair. But yeah. we've we've had a lot of really good show ideas that we have in the pipeline now. Totally. Yeah. So yeah, those will be coming in 2020. Well, and I think too, the more that we do this, the more ideas come out and flesh out, and yeah, you know, it's nice to stay on top of that. I think for me, as much as anything, is doing these podcasts keeps me on top of what's going on in in the FI community in Canada and the US, and it's. There's just so much of it now. It's hard to. There's stay on a top lot of, it all. of content. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, more content, better content. Give us your feedback, what you would like to hear us talk about. And this is infotainment. This is for. <laughs> yeah. this, this is our opinion only. Yes, you know, absolutely. We're here for entertainment purposes. So, and we have fun doing it. So, we hope. Uh, we hope you enjoy listening. Listening. Yeah. yeah. It's probably long enough for a 10K run. Eh? We can stop talking now. Depends who's running. <laughs> if it's me, we need to keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm nowhere close to that. Yeah. Well, it's a one beer episode, so we're going to sign off there and leave the rest of the beer in the fridge. Are, are we going to sing Old Lang Syne? <laughs> well, I prefer Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. That's my all-time December favorite. But My grandma loved that song. Like, loved it. It was amazing. I think that's what we'll be singing tomorrow night, not tonight. Okay. Yeah, well, tomorrow night's the wrap-up wrap up party at the curling club, so that can never go sideways. Yeah, never once. Right on. Well, all, always towing, you're welcome. On behalf of the accountant for yeah, another happy customer. You're, you're welcome for more of my money. <laughs> all right, shout out to Driftwood Brewing in Victoria for the lovely fat tug we've enjoyed this evening. And if you haven't tried a fat tug, this is actually a beer you can get across Canada. Yeah. I have seen, we, didn't we see this it in, was Newfoundland? in Newfoundland? Yeah. When we went to the And briar. it is 
It is delicious. It is delicious. So check it out in your local lick store if you can find it. Have a little bit of West Coast hoppiness treat here. Don't forget to tug cautiously. That's Take a deep breath, sailor, before you start. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you again in 2020. Happy see you New next year. year.